Before we get to this week's episode, let's talk about our friends over at Roman. Roman swipes are convenient over-the-counter wipes that are clinically proven to help you last longer in bed. Dudes, did your ears perk up a little bit? Maybe something else did. They are uniquely formulated to reduce overstimulation without eliminating sensation altogether. In a 2019 study, Roman swipes were proven to increase time to orgasm by more than four times. To use, just remove the disposable swipe from its discrete pocket size pack, wipe it on the most sensitive part of your cack, and allow it to dry for about five minutes. When used as directed, Roman swipes will leave no scent or taste, so there is no transfer to you or your partner. They are safe, effective, and no prescription is needed. All orders include free two-day shipping and will arrive in unmarked packaging, so nobody knows what's showing up. Try today for as little as $2.75 per swipe. Head to GetRoman.com and get $15 off your first order by taking the free consultation. Do it today. That is GetRoman.com. And now, let's get to this week's episode of the podcast. What is good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Between the Tackles, which is an NFL podcast hosted by yours truly, Matt Tweed. You know the deal. If it's your first time listening, thank you so much. Please rate, review, download, subscribe the podcast. We are streaming on all platforms that stream your podcasts, your Google, your Apple, your Spotify. If you're a writer and you're continuing to listen, please, 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 please continue to do so. Thank you so much for the love. Um, we appreciate you riding with us. Um, let's get into it. Um, same thing as always, we will recap week four with the odds and the lines. We'll preview week five and then we will do the gambling corner. We'll recap week four for gambling and then preview our best bets and our tweet trifecta in the gambling corner. So let's not waste any time and let's dive right in and recap week four, starting with the Thursday night game. So the Thursday night game was, um, Bengals and Dolphins, Bengals, um, were closing as a minus four and a half point favorite. If you remember, though, you know when we kind of started these these podcasts, they open at different numbers, um, and then they drop. And so they opened at four and a half, but they closed right around like three and a half or four, depending on where you got it. We always use Fanduel for our lines. They closed at four on Fanduel. Um, I knocked it down when I bet. Um, Actually, maybe I bet it at four, to be honest. I'll have to double. I'm going to pull up all my bets from the weekend because I had a great weekend betting um, the NFL. Really, really good weekend. Um, we did decently well here with the the best bets in the um, trifecta. Actually, we didn't. We went one and one of the best bets, and then we lost the tweed trifecta um, pretty, pretty handily. Um, but we'll still go through all of the bets from the NFL weekend uh, later on in the gambling corner. But... Um, okay, so let's talk through each game, though. Bengals minus four. Um, Dolphins plus four. Uh, this was a really, really scary hit. This is the Tua hit. Um, I don't want to, you know, I'm not going to get too much into it. If you, have, if you haven't lived under a rock, you've probably seen it. You've probably heard every single talk show talk about it. Um, so I'm not going to belabor it here. But basically, Tua um, had seemingly another really bad concussion um he postured he did like the thing where like his fingers get you know look like they're broken um and 
so that it just looked really scary. Um, he was taken to the hospital immediately. He was said to have all movements and things in his extremities. He was fine. He flew back on the team plane. That's a weird thing for me. He also watched a movie. Another weird thing for me. Um, but all that said, it seems like he's going to be okay. He has been ruled out for week five. Um, but all that said, um, overall, you know, as good a news as it can be for somebody who had another concussion um, for Tua. But all that said, the Dolphins end up winning, or sorry, the Bengals end up winning this game. Um, they cover the minus four. Um, I'm just going to pull up this the actual score here because I forgot I probably should have that on hand. Um, the actual score, 27 to 15, Bengals cover, win by 12. Okay, now into Sunday. There was a game early on in the morning at 9.30. There was a London game. Um, this game was played in Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. 9.30 a.m. Eastern time. If it was, if you were on the West Coast, it was at 6.30. So what a way to wake up um, to some London football. Um, the Saints were technically the home team, but it obviously was over the pond. Um, Saints opened at plus one. Then Jameis was ruled out, and so they were starting Andy Dalton. This number was already you know, going down or going more towards the Vikings before that. But then once that happened, it really solidified. This number closed at four and a half at FanDuel, four in some places, um, plus four and a half for the Saints, which actually ended up at FanDuel to be minus 115. Um, we got it, if you remember, as a best bet, we got this early on in the week on, I believe we took it on Monday or Tuesday, at minus two and a half, which is a big deal because when we talk about the final score of this game, um, you could have actually taken both and you would have won both. We would have middled it. Um, we took Vikings minus two and a half. The Vikings won by three. The funny thing is that the Saints actually covered the four and a half. So if you would have listened to us on Tuesday and put that bet in, um, and listen to when this podcast dropped, you could have put that bet in at two and a half. And then you could have gone and said, oh, well, it's moved two points since then on Sunday. And you could have put the bet in for the Saints plus four and you could have middled it and won both. Um, so that could have been a rare, rare middle opportunity from listening to the podcast and actually placing the bet later. Um, so the Vikings win 28-25 on a final field goal miss by Will Lutz. That was a double doink. It actually looked like it probably should have gone in. It was crazy that it didn't. Um, but... Vikings win by three, so we cover the minus two and a half, but you also cover the plus four and a half if you bet it on Sunday. Next game, Jets taking on the Steelers. Steelers closed at minus three. If you remember, this was one that when I was waiting to see if Zach Wilson was playing and I said that I was going to take Jets' money line, that I wanted the Jets plus three, um, and I was right. Jets end up winning this game outright 24-20. to 20. However, I was betting against Mitch Trubisky when I put that in. Um, they actually went to Kenny Pickett in the middle of the game. Um, he threw three picks, so it wasn't much different than if Trubisky was playing. Um, actually, it was probably a little different because Trubisky wouldn't have thrown picks. He just wouldn't have scored touchdowns. Um, they had the lead, the Steelers did, for a moment in this game. They were up 20-10. to 10. But then a touchdown and a field goal at the end of the game, or sorry, two touchdowns at the end of the game for the Jets put this one 24-20. So they went outright, they get the money line, they also cover the plus three. Jags taking on the Eagles. Um, this was one that uh, if it was like seven, um, I would have been heavily on the Jags. When it was six and a half, I still wanted to be on the Jags, but I did not bet it. Um, and I'm kind of lucky that I didn't. The Jags actually, the Eagles actually win by eight. This was a game the Jags were up 21 nothing, I believe. Uh, no, 14 nothing. sorry. And then um, then it was 20-14, to 14, Philadelphia. So they were up 14 nothing, and then Trevor Lawrence had four fumbles. It's the first time ever in NFL history one quarterback lost all of the fumbles that, that he had that were four. He f lost 
or he fumbled four times and lost all four. This game actually isn't nearly as close as the score indicates. Um, the Eagles were up 15 at one point, 29 to 14, and then um, with about eight minutes left, the Jags scored, um, and we're down eight. <clears throat> Jags were, like I said, Eagles were favored by six and a half. Um, if it would have been seven, I probably wouldn't ended up taking it, um, but I'm glad it wasn't because I didn't, and I didn't lose this bet because the Eagles won by eight and covered the six and a half. Giants and Bears, this is one that I was heavy on. I went Bears money line. I went Bears plus three, and this was an awful game for the Bears. This was not an awful game by Justin Fields, though. Justin Fields looked better. It wasn't, like, amazingly better, but it was better for sure. But everybody else failed him. He had receivers that dropped routes. He had people that were missing blocks. He had tight ends drop things. Um, defense actually played really well. Um, Bears were plus three going into this one. Giants minus three. Giants cover this one. They win 20 to 12. Um, it was an ugly game overall, which, by the way, is pretty much a theme with Bears games this year. It's not going to be pretty because the defense is good, but the offense is terrible. Colts taking on the Titans. Colts open this game at minus four. And this was a game that was 24 to three at one point. Titans. Um, the, the Colts did score two touchdowns after it was 24-3 to make it 24-17. So, again, it looked a little closer than it actually was or it felt during the game. Um, Titans went up to a quick 14-0 lead. Like I said, they were up 24-3 um, in the second quarter. But all that said, Colts were favored by four. They don't cover this number. The Tennessee Titans went outright and cover the plus four. Texans taking on the Chargers. This opened at Texans plus seven and a half and was bumped down to Texans plus five and a half um, at FanDuel. This was a game that, again, the Chargers pretty much dominated, and I know it's 34 to 10 is the final score, but it wasn't even that close. It was 27 to seven at one point um, heading into halftime. Three scores by the Texans right out of the gate, which was a little concerning because it was 27-24 at one point. Um, but then Eckler gets a 14-yard pass at the end to kind of put it out of reach. Again, like the score was only pl- was 10. Um, it seemed like a dominating performance, and it seems like maybe they just kind of put let the foot off the gas in the second half if you're the Chargers. Can't really do that, though, in the NFL. They got lucky. Um, Texans still are winless, 0-3-1. Um, they probably are the worst team in the NFL, but it's close between a couple other ones. Um 34-24, Chargers cover the 5.5. The Texans do not cover the plus 5.5. Seahawks-Lions. This is one a lot of people are on the Lions. We were as well. We had the money line. I really liked this spot. They opened at minus 1. It moved all the way to minus 3.5 at FanDuel. Um, but, man, there was no defense. This is one you should just bet the over. It was crazy. No defense in this one. Um, it was back and forth. I mean, at one point, the Seahawks were up by 16. Uh, then it was 15. Then it was the the Lions threatening to win the game. But then it was, you know, it just it just never seemed really ever a game that the Lions were going to win. However, again, a lot of these, like, scores seemed much closer for gambling purposes. But in terms of, in terms of like, actual domination of game, the teams that won pretty much were dominant throughout the entire week and throughout the entire game. Um, Seahawks win by three, so they obviously cover the plus three and a half because they went out right. Cowboys, Commanders. Cowboys open at minus five and a half. That was pushed down to minus three. Um, this was a game, again, an ugly one. The Cowboys win by 15, but it was 25 to 10. Um, I heard Greeny say this on um, the Slow News Day with Kevin Clark. Um, he His, like, workshop, workshop take that he has not put out in the public yet he thinks the Dallas Cowboys have everything they need to go to the Super Bowl, and he thinks they're going to go to the Super Bowl. And he said this. He said sometimes in life, and he's thinking like professionally, obviously, but sometimes in life 
when you have a setback or an unsuccessful thing or a failure, it opens up and shows you positive things that you can use going forward to make a positive out of a negative. He said that the injury to Dak Prescott showed that they have everything else they need to win and they cannot play like they have an elite quarterback because they don't have an elite offense. They have a they have a decent offense but with elite everything else. And he said if they play with Dak, who's he called a uh, a poor man's Josh Allen, and he called Cooper Rush a you know poor man's I forget what he said. I'm drawing a blank. Oh, maybe a poor man's Andy Dalton. I forget what he said, but basically. Oh, a poor man's Jimmy Garoppolo is what he said. He said, you've got Cooper Rush, who's a great game manager. He's a game management guy. He's going to not make massive mistakes, but he's not going to take the top off and the ceiling's really low. He said, so if you play the same way with Dak Prescott with a little bit more offensive continuity and a little bit maybe more aggression, but not a whole lot like they've been trying to do, he thinks this team can go to the Super Bowl. I think that's a bit much, but I do like the recipe the Cowboys are winning right now. It's it's a little ugly, but it's really efficient. It's with defense. It's with not making mistakes. I mean, Cooper Rush was 15-27, 220, and two touchdowns. Run the ball. Be physical. make Take the shots in the play action when you can, but lean on your defense overall to kind of get you to where you want to go. Carson Wentz was terrible again. Cowboys cover the minus three. They win by 15, 25-10. Ravens taking on the Bills. This was another one that I loved the Ravens with the plus money here at home. They started plus one. It got all the way to plus three and a half. It was perfect. You get the field goal hook. It was great. I took them plus three and a half. I loved it. Um, I teased them in a bunch of spots too because I just loved the number I was getting. The Ravens jumped out to, I believe, a 20 to nothing lead. No, 20 to three lead heading into almost right before halftime. They were up 20 to 10, but it was 20 to three in the, in the second quarter. And then this is the second time the Ravens just aren't being able to score in the second half. The Dolphins, or not Dolphins, the Bills scored 13 points in the second half to Baltimore's zero, and they win the game 23 to 20. Uh, so they, they cover, they do not cover the three and a half, but they do win the game out. Oh, sorry. Yes. Of course they cover the three and a half. Um, wait, they were favored. I'm sorry. I'm all over the place. They did not cover the minus three and a half. The Baltimore Ravens did cover the plus three and a half. Um, but the bills maybe saved some, some parlays that you had cause they went out right. Falcons taking on the Browns. Falcons opened at plus two and a half. It went down to plus one and a half. And this was one that I loved the Browns at minus one, at minus one and a half. I thought they could win by a field goal. I thought it was going to come down to that. And it did come down to that. However, it was a field goal from the other side. It's another drive where Jacoby Brissett has a chance at the end of the game to get his team to a tying field goal spot. He doesn't do it. Um, They lose the game outright. Falcons win outright 23 to 10. However, Browns still have really one of the highest performing offenses in the league, which is kind of kind of crazy. Panthers taking on Cardinals. This is one that I loved the Cardinals on. I had this in a lot of different ways. Um, they opened up as the favorite and were bet down to an underdog on the road at plus one. I loved them at plus one. I loved them at the money line. I teased them, in, as like I said, in several different ways. Um, Cardinals end up winning this one 26-16. It honestly wasn't close. Um, they covered the plus one, and then they went outright. 
Raiders taking on the Broncos. I also loved the Raiders at minus two and a half. It opened at one and a half. I loved it at one and a half. Still loved it at two and a half. Um, I bet them heavily at minus two and a half. They win 32 to 23. The Broncos offense is broken. The Raiders aren't great, but the Broncos offense is broken. The, usually the defense is what they lean on, but it wasn't great in this one. Um, and I loved that. They won 32 to 23. The Raiders did. Patriots, Packers. This is one that I loved the Patriots in this spot, um, even with you know, with um, with Mac Jones, with with Brian Hoyer, and then Brian Hoyer goes down and it's Bailey Zappi, and I still loved it. I still wasn't worried because the Packers offense is also really messed up and not great. Um, I'm worried about them. Um, I don't think that they're they they have a recipe to, to win and and get into the Super Bowl or even win the NFC. Um, I think that they're, they're it's just a weird NFC year this year. Um, all that said though, I had the Patriots teased in a lot of ways. I had them at plus 10, um, at one point it was finished it, it closed at nine and a half, but I had them at plus 10, um, when I got them in the, in the middle of the, um, on early Sunday, they were plus 10, but it ended up closing at nine and a half for the Packers, but plus nine and a half with the Patriots. We hit that Patriots lose in overtime, 24, 27 Sunday night game. Bucks taking on the Chiefs. The Bucks were opening at minus two and a half. It closed at minus one and a half. I snagged it at plus two, um, but it closed at plus one and a half for the Chiefs. Anytime I'm getting the Chiefs not favored, I'm taking the money line. I'm taking them the points. If I'm getting them just within even a field goal number, no matter what it is, you know my rule. If they're a favorite and they're less than a touchdown, I'm taking them. And if they're an underdog and I'm getting them, you know, like any any spot that is like a low, like two or one, I'm going to just take them because I think they're going to win outright. So I took a money line. I took them with the points. They won outright. They dominated. Um, they won 41-31. If you hit the over, you hit that pretty quickly too. Um, but loved that. Chiefs went outright 41-31. And then the Monday night game, I was very wrong on this one. I thought the line was incorrect. I thought the Rams should be favored. Obviously, they shouldn't have been. They lost. It was a horrible, horrible game. Um, 24-9, the 49ers win. They closed it favored by 1.5, even though they opened at plus 1. Um, and I guess that was right because the, the 49ers covered and won 24-9. All right, let's move into previewing week five let's start with the thursday night game recording this one actually on thursday gonna try to get this one out but it probably won't get out in time um so you're probably gonna already know what happens when you listen to this um colts plus three and a half um right now at FanDuel. Um, Broncos minus three and a half. This is one that I would probably take the Colts plus three and a half. I don't think the Broncos are beating anybody by that's a quality opponent by more than a field goal. Um, so I'd probably take the Colts plus three and a half here. Over under is 42 and a half. This is a, an, an under that's tasty at 42 and a half. Um, Giants taking on the Packers in London. Another 930 game. Bless that. Thank you. Um, Packers favored by seven and a half. Giants plus seven and a half. Man, that's tough. Um, I Again, I don't know. If the Packers are beating anybody that have any sort of semblance of a defense by more than a touchdown with the way their offense is right now, but you're going to find me hard-pressed to take anybody with Daniel Jones as their quarterback at plus 7.5 against Aaron Rodgers. So I'm going to stay away from this one, maybe tease this one down to just you know half a point for the Packers to win. Um, I think that's definitely possible, but a lot of people are going to be on the Giants. Um, if we're looking at public money, actually that's something we can probably do here before we get into the gambling corner. If we want to look at public money here for this one, I'm sure there's a ton of people on the Giants for this one. It actually looks like in some places it's even plus six. But let's look at where the money is is in right now. Yes, yeah, 62% of the money 
is on um, the Giants at plus eight, depending on where you get it. Um, plus seven and a half is probably not too bad. Uh, it's probably pretty even. But at plus eight in some spots, you're getting it um, at uh, about 66% or 63% of the money. All right. Um, most places have it at eight. Some places have it at eight and a half. FanDuel has it at seven and a half. So if you like it at seven and a half, go grab it at FanDuel. All right. Saints taking on the Seahawks. Um, Saints favored by five and a half here. Um, this one's this one's an interesting one. Um, it opened at six. It's now at five and a half. Um, let's see where the money is on this one. 87% of the money and 62% of the bets are on um, the Seahawks to cover this one. I don't think that's necessarily wrong. I think the Seahawks shown that they can score a bunch of points. The Saints are a mess. They're not very good. Um, I don't know if I'm going to bet this one at all. But again, I love – I mean, maybe you, you bring the Seahawks up to a to a touchdown number or like a 13 number. Um, but, man, that's, that's one that you're just going to want to be really careful of. Bills and Steelers. Bills favored by 14. That's such a massive number. Um, but they'll probably blow them out. Um, big money on the Steelers, obviously at the plus 14, um, 58% of the bets, 59% of the money. Um, sharps are still on the minus 14, but there is a, there is a system. Um, it looks like maybe, oh, maybe not. It may, maybe there was a system at some point, not anymore. Um, a lot of people are on the under. A lot of the money's on the under. Sharps are on Buffalo, though, minus 14. Bears taking on the Vikings. Looks like right now at FanDuel, the Vikings are minus 7. Um, let's see where the money is on that one. Nope. All the money's on the Vikings. 81% of the bets, 74% of the money is on the Vikings, but plus 7 seems to be getting the min- the juice at FanDuel at about minus 114. Um, yeah, this is one I'm going to stay away from. I'm biased. I think that if you tease the the Bears to plus 14, you're probably good. I don't know if the Vikings are beating the Bears by more than two scores. But again, the Bears are bad. They may not score points against the Vikings. So it's going to be really tough. I'm going to stay away from that one completely. Jacksonville taking on the Texans. Tex- or Jacksonville favored by minus seven. Um, a lot of the money, I assume, is going to be on Jacksonville here. Um, oh man, uh, 69% of the bets are on Jacksonville minus seven, but 53% of the money is on the Texans. Um, I know that there's going to be systems for this game. They already say there are. And yet when you go and click on it, it says there's not. Um, so that's weird. I'm going to assume the system is probably that there's big money, but not the bet percentage. And so it might be to, to bet on Houston, Again, this is one I'm probably going to just tease down and just get the Jaguars to win outright. Um, but, you know, Texans have shown that they can stay close in games. They just can't win them. I would probably take Jags minus seven, but I would tease it down. Dolphins minus three, or sorry, Jets plus three at home against the Dolphins. Uh, minus three is getting the juice at FanDuel. Um, let's see if we can find where the money is here. So. All the money, all the bets are on minus three here for the Dolphins. Um, I don't know if that means they assume that that um, Teddy Bridgewater is going to be good enough. Um, however, I believe the thing I saw is he's 20, 22, 6, and 2 
in his last 30, maybe it was 34, 30 starts. He's like, he's like 22, six and two, I think in his last starts against the spread. That's probably playing a decent role in that money as well. Um, I would stay away. I don't know. I think the Jets could win this one outright though. If you ask me to be honest. So I'm not going to bet it, but that's what I can see happening. Falcons taking on the Buccaneers. Buccaneers open at minus nine. Or sorry, not open at minus nine. They are at minus nine um, on FanDuel now. Um, 62% of the money is on plus nine, but 71% of the bets are on Buccaneers minus nine. Some sharp action, though, on um, Falcons plus nine. Stay away from that one. Tease it if you must, but stay away. A lot of stay aways this week. It's some really, really stinky lines. Lions and Patriots. Patriots open at minus three and a half. If I had to guess, I bet there's going to be a lot of money on the Lions. Um, way more money on the Patriots, but 55% of the bets are on Detroit. Um, if this was three, I could see it maybe being a little different for the Patriots. Um, but it's three and a half on FanDuel, so that's probably why you see the plus one or the minus 115 next to the Lions. All a lot of sharp action on the minus three. I love the Lions at plus three and a half here. I might I'm gonna tease them up probably too, but I love this. I think they can win outright. If it's if it's Brian Hoyer or Bailey Zappi, I think it's Lions outright for sure. I think we're still waiting to see if Mac Jones plays, but um yeah, I love the Lions in that spot. Commanders taking on the Titans. Commanders plus two and a half. Tennessee Titans favored on the road. Uh Big money and big bet percentage on Tennessee. I think everybody just thinks the commanders stink. It's also in that minus two and a half range, which is good if you want the favorite. Um, so I would probably take Tennessee Titans minus two and a half. I think they're starting to figure a couple things out with the run game. I still don't love Tannehill, but I do love the run game. I love Derrick Henry. I would take the Titans minus two and a half. Browns at Chargers. Browns at home plus two and a half. Again, you're getting that two and a half number. So a lot of the sharps and a lot of people are going to love the Chargers here. Um, and I'm going to assume that's going to reflect in the betting numbers as well. Just kidding. The betting numbers are all on Cleveland. They're 84% of the money, 53% of the bets, according to Action Network, are on the Browns. I would just thought that they have the better quarterback. They don't have the better running back, and the Browns have been running all over people, and the Chargers are letting a lot of run ha- run game happen. But I just trust Justin Herbert more. I'm going to take the Chargers minus 2.5 there, and I, I'm bummed about it because Cleveland could honestly be 4-0. But they're two and two right now, and they could end up, you know, two and three after this stretch where they probably could have been four and one or maybe even five and oh. All right, into the four o'clock games now. Panthers taking on the 49ers. Panthers right now on FanDuel at plus six and a half um, at home. I'm going to assume a lot of the money's going to be on the 49ers here um, because, you know, the the Panthers stink. Yep, 75% of the money and 76% of the bets are on Panthers or sorry, on 49ers minus six and a half. I don't know if that's the number I would pick with Jimmy Garoppolo to win by, you know, a touchdown, but I definitely would have the 49ers beating the Panthers. The Panthers stink. Cardinals and Eagles. Cardinals plus five and a half at FanDuel. This is a tough one, man. I believe the Eagles are going to win. But there's a reason why they're only minus 225 favorites against the Cardinals, who they should conceivably be better than. System play here. Fade covering teams. 
see if I can view this system and talk a little bit more. Teams that are frequently covering by a large amount will be highly respected in the market. The public will also fall in love with these teams. Um, so basically saying because the because the Eagles historically and recently have covered by big numbers, have covered numbers by big margins, this is one where you kind of fade that um, after a decent amount of time. This system has a win percentage of 56%, a 9% ROI, and if you bet $100 on 630 bets, you'd be up 5000 almost $5,300 on this one. So the system tells you to bet plus five, but the sharps are still on the Eagles at, at, um, at minus five at some places, but we have it five and a half. So, you know, it just kind of depends on where you land on it. Um, this one's tough for me. I'm going to stay away, but I probably would look at teasing the Cardinals up because I think they can keep this one close. Rams, Cowboys. This one's stinky. Rams are five and a half right now, but that is real stinky. Um... 58%, 56% of the money is on the plus five and a half. I get that. Sharps are on the Rams, though. Um, I think that they think they can get to, to Cooper Rush and really stifle him. But I really like the Cowboys' offensive line. And the 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 Rams just don't look good. With only Cooper Cup and Higby and nobody else, with no run game, with nothing else, I'm worried about them. This seems like a it seems like a real easy spot to take the five and a half with the Cowboys and maybe tease that number up too to maybe like close to 10 and two scores. I really like the Cowboys there. I would probably take Cowboys plus five and a half. There's a chance they could win that game outright too. Bengals, Ravens, Ravens minus three at home. This is your Sunday night game. Um, Boy, this one's tough. I know the money's going to come in on the Ravens at minus three at home. The Bengals haven't looked overwhelmingly great, but the Ravens have seemed to figure out how to blow plenty of second-half leads and games. But the, the Ravens, to me, are a wagon. I still trust them. They've still not let me down, except for the one game against Miami, but that was kind of a fluke we're finding out. Um, so the Ravens secondary still scares me, but they played better against the Bills this past weekend. I don't love some of the stuff that happened on the sideline, but all that said, the Ravens are a wagon. I'm going to take them minus three. I love them. Uh, I'm going to continue to bet them until the market figures them out. Raiders, Chiefs, Monday night. Chiefs favored by seven and a half. Remember what my rule is. If they're under a touchdown favorite, I'm taking them no matter what. Um, they are seven and a half right now at FanDuel. Um, I assume there's still going to be a ton of money on them against the Raiders, but, the, but it's a divisional game. Um... Again, fading teams that usually cover numbers by big margins. This is probably a system play for the Raiders, but I'm not going to do it. I'm probably going to tease the Chiefs down just to win the game outright. Um, all that said, I, I just can't back the Raiders. I'm not going to take the Chiefs at minus 7.5. If it was 7, I'd probably take it just so I could catch a push. I'm not going to back the Raiders, though. I just don't trust that they can keep this close enough. But but the 7.5, I hate. So I'm going to stay away, um, but I'm going to tease it for sure. All right, let's round this out. Let's recap the gambling corner, and then let's give our picks for week five. So our week four podcast bets, the best bets we had were Vikings minus two and a half, um, which, again, you had to have gotten that when we posted the podcast because it changed. So we got that, though. We got it at minus two and a half, and we hit that. That one hit. We had Rams plus two and a half because I said I thought the line was incorrect. We did not hit that, so we lost that best bet, which I believe if I go back to our record – that puts us at seven and eight, or sorry, that puts us at five and four for the best bets. Um, but now that puts our overall record with another one and two weekend. 
um, that puts our record to seven and nine overall. So apologize for that. We're we're gonna try and get back to it. Try and get back to our winning ways um, here. But the tweet trifecta also lost because we had the Browns and the Lions in that parlay, and they both lost. So not a great week, one and two for the podcast. But let's just talk about um, everything that I bet for that weekend. So NFL betting week um, four was really good to me. I had a really good week. Let's start with... So Thursday night, I had Joe Burrow over 249.5 passing yards. Hit that. Then we talked about the best bet on Sunday morning. Minus 2.5 for the Vikings. Hit that. The tree trifecta did not hit. We talked about that. But then I hit two um, alternate line parlays and money line parlays. So the alternate line parlay slash money line was Minnesota to win, which they did. Jets plus 10.5. They won outright. Arizona minus 105 on the money line. Hit that. And then Patriots plus 17.5. Um, that was a plus 402 that I put 100 bucks on. Hit that. Five-teamer, which was an alt-line slash money line. Or this was just a teaser. Sorry, a five-team teaser. I had Browns plus seven. Hit that. Chicago plus 10.5. Barely hit that. Thanks to um, missing a field goal. Missed field goal by Graham Gano at the end. Uh, uh, Jets plus 10.5. They won outright. Jags pushed them up to plus 14.5, and, and that was dicey, but we covered that. And then Baltimore plus 10.5. We also covered that. That was plus 260. Hit that with 100 bucks as well. Um, Vegas minus 2.5. Hit that. Told you I loved that. Kansas City, I got them at plus 2.5. Love that. They went outright. But did lose Bears plus 3 um, and had Jets money line as well. So overall, um, I believe, what's that make us then? Let me double check here. I believe that put us at seven and two, um, which was about almost a thousand dollar profit for the weekend. So just a just a great weekend for betting um, the NFL. So now let's get into the best bets in the gambling corner for this weekend. Um. Okay, let's look for our best bets here. I think Titans minus two and a half is a best bet. And then I'm going to go 49ers minus 6.5, also a best bet there. So Titans minus 2.5, 49ers minus 6.5. Those are our best bets. And now for the Tweed Trifecta, we're going to do two. We're going to do a parlay, and we're going to do um, a teaser. So the parlay is going to be Packers, 49ers, Packers, 49ers, and Jags. So that does, if we put those together, Packers, Jags, and 49ers puts us at plus 120 for a three-teamer. Um, let's do that. 100 bucks wins 120. So Packers, Jags, 49ers for the, the Tweed Trifecta parlay, the three-teamer parlay. And then we're going to tease the Packers, Jags and 49ers. And then we're also going to go to the Sunday night game. So we're going to do a teaser here. I got to change this to teaser. And we want to get 
basically everybody to just win. So it takes it from a basically a four-team parlay down to just winning outright. So Packers at minus a half a point, just win. Jaguars on the spread, zero. So if they tie, you still technically win, but you would or sorry, you would still push, but just win the game outright. 49ers plus a half again, just win. Um, and then Chiefs minus a half just win. So that four leg seven point teaser uh, gets us at plus one eighty. So that again is a hundred dollars to win one eighty. So just to review, best bets is minus is forty ers minus six and a half. Tennessee Titans minus two and a half. The three team parlay is um, Packers. Jags 49ers at plus 120, so 100 to win 120. And then the four leg seven point teaser is Packers down to minus a half a point. Jaguars at a pick 'em, 49ers plus a half, and then Chiefs minus a half at plus 180, 100 to win 180. That is going to do it for the Gambling Corner and another episode here of Between the Tackles. Thank you so much for listening. Again, if you're new, please like, rate, review, subscribe, download the podcast on all platforms that stream podcasts. Follow me on Twitter at Matt underscore Tweed 22 for all my gambling and NFL just commentary as the games go on. And then um, if you are continuing and if you're you're a continuing writer and listener of the podcast, thank you so much for the support. We really appreciate it. All right. We'll catch you next week. All right, fam. Peace.